BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Episode 157 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcasts. I don't think this time is going to be different, even though it surely should be. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. I mean, what else am I going to talk about? But our addiction in this country to guns and the carnage it is bringing to this country. We've had two horrific mass shootings 10 days apart in this country. Children gunned down in school. I don't want to hear about thoughts and prayers. I don't want to hear that it's too soon to get political about this. It'll never be the right time to talk about gun violence because whenever the morning period ends, if it even does, the next mass shooting will have occurred. We got a real problem in this country. And too many people want to look the other way and say, well, there's nothing that could have been done. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what could have been done. If the assault weapons ban wasn't allowed to expire back in the early 2000s during the first George Bush administration, if the Congress would have renewed it at any time between then and now, that kid would not have been able to buy two AR-15s with expanded capacity magazines, which were banned under the assault weapon bans, both the gun and the magazine, and walked into that school and gunned down 21 people, including 18, 19 children, two teachers. You know, we've got a situation in this country where the mentally ill can get weapons And turn them on us. And then all I hear from the right is thoughts and prayers. I hear again from Senator Joe Manchin. This time it feels different. You know what? I thought it felt different after Newtown. I thought it felt different after Columbine. I thought it felt different... After the Parkland tragedy. I thought it felt different after Buffalo. I got to tell you something. I have had it. I mean, every two weeks, it seems. I'm doing a show about guns. You think I want to be here talking about guns? That is going to be the main topic of my show tonight. I changed everything around. Obviously. I'll have Matt Bennett, co-founder of of uh, Third Way and 
of Sandy Hook Promise. He'll be here later on tonight to talk about this and the policy and the fur and the Second Amendment and all the other nonsense that we got to deal with every time we have a conversation about guns in America. Every single time we go back to the same place, we have the same conversations. You know what? The Second Amendment starts out by saying a well-regulated militia. It's the only amendment to the Constitution. It's the only thing in the Bill of Rights that even mentions regulated. I think it's time we start focusing on the regulated part of the Second Amendment and forgetting the other parts. That's what I think. Because we have not done enough regulating in this country. And as a result, maniacs are getting guns and gunning people down. Every single day in this country. Uvalde is without a doubt something that will haunt us in this country as yet another tragedy at a school. But every single day, right now as we speak, somebody's getting gunned down. Right now. And don't tell me there's nothing we can do about it. We are the only country in the world that has this problem. The only country in the world. You do not see these mass shootings on the frequency that we have here in other countries, particularly other industrialized countries. Our children should not have to fear gun violence when they go to school. Unfortunately, now they do and they will. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I agree with Chris Murphy. And I've said this on this show before. Maybe Chris Murphy got the line from me. I don't know. I have said this before. I will say it again. What is the point of being a senator? What is the point of being a governor? If you're going to let kids get gunned down, you're not going to do anything about it. Oh, there's nothing I could do. I'm sorry. The NRA is so powerful. Wayne LaPierre, he's got these great suits. There's nothing I can do. There is something you could do. You're a freaking senator. Okay? You're a freaking senator. Grow a pair. Okay? Grow a freaking pair. Take action. Do something. Get caught trying. It is time for the 90% of Americans who believe that we should have stricter rules around guns to hold those people who block that change accountable. The NRA is meeting in Texas, and I'll talk about this in another segment. This week, tomorrow, 300 miles from where this shooting had. Is Greg Abbott going to miss that? Ted Cruz with his machine gun bacon ad. The glorification of guns in this country, the glorification of it by our politicians, by our political class. They want to regulate birth control more than they want to regulate guns. 
It is easier to buy a gun in Texas than a beer. And that is ridiculous. America, how many more people have to die? How many more children have to be gunned down? What is the answer to this? How the hell could the NRA hold their convention in Texas just days after this shooting? What is wrong with them? You want to talk about it not being the right time? I'll tell you what. It's not the right time for that. Cancel your stupid convention. Nobody cares about it anyway other than your sycophantic idiots. Just just have a small penis convention, quite frankly, because that's what most of the people there are about. They're out about overcompensating for things that they can't control. That's what you should have. Maybe go get one of those pumps or something. I don't know. But you don't need a freaking gun. Go buy a sports car. I, I, I just... I, I'm blown away by this. And I, you know, I, it, it's funny. I, I thought about canceling the show this week's Memorial Day weekend... But when this happened, I said, you know what? And I, I've done some TV about it, but I didn't get to speak my mind. I didn't, get the, I didn't get the chance to really just let it out. I'm glad I came tonight. I'm glad I didn't cancel the show. I'm glad I changed it around. I'm glad I'm here to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it all night. I might spend a few minutes talking about the election results on Tuesday, which is what I would have been talking about all night, quite frankly, and all week had this not happened. But it happened. And it sucks. And it's who we are as a people in this country. And we've got to figure something out. Because every couple of weeks, it's the same conversation. And nobody wants to do anything about it. 21 people, 19 kids are dead. Dead! Don't tell me you can't do anything about it. Senate. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Car Pro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing. But the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the Car Pro Show podcast. Here they are now on the Car Pro Show. He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com.
Matt Bennett is the uh, co-founder of Third Way, a Democratic Party think tank. And of course, he's also the vice chair of Sandy Hook Promise. He has been involved with the gun issue his entire career, and he joins me now. Matt, what is wrong with this country? Why can't we do something about this? Oh, God, I wish I knew. Um, I've done a couple of interviews with Canadian television radio, and they are completely gobsmacked by this. Um, they just the, the question is always, what is wrong with America? And it's a perfectly fair question. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the answer is we have 400 million guns in private hands, and uh, that's a catastrophe for our safety. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there is no political will. I, I, you know, so Senator Manchin said this feels different today. It's exactly what he said four years ago. He said the exact same words after the school it, shooting uh, down in Florida. <clears throat> Parkland. That's right. True. And Manchin's hope springs eternal for you know, bipartisanship in Congress. But as you know, the problem isn't the political will on the part of the Democrats. Every Democrat in Congress with the possible exception of Henry Cuellar, but who knows now, Right. pretty much every other one would vote in a second or already has voted uh, to close the loopholes in the background check system or to raise the age to buy a, a rifle or for red flag laws. But it's the Republicans, yeah. it's not the Democrats. Yeah. I mean, they're just owned and operated, owned, bought and paid for by the NRA, which is not a gun advocacy organization. I always like to point this out. They are a gun sales organization. They're not they're not in it to, you know, you know, the advocacy is just part of the sales job, in my opinion. Yeah, they're really uh, a a kind of a mafia organization that the the guys at the top of the NRA have just um, used it as their personal piggy bank. Uh, It's part of the reason they're basically in bankruptcy now. Right. Is because they were just living high on the hog from, you know, the 35 bucks that that their their members were sending in every year and from the all the other rackets that they were running. Uh, They've got a there's a sister organization called the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which is the trade group for the gun industry. And uh, not surprisingly, they didn't they came out opposed to Manchin Toomey. The only reason that is surprising is that NSSF's uh, headquarters is two miles from Sandy Hook Elementary School ah, in Newtown, Connecticut. Amazing, amazing to me. I, I, to me, I mean, the fact that the NRA is going forward with their convention in Texas, and that I am sure Ted Cruz will speak there. I am sure that Greg Abbott will still speak there, unless something has changed in the last hour and a half. Um, it is, it, it is beyond me that they will continue this in the wake of this tragedy. In the wake of this tragedy, miles away. They are utterly shameless. Of course, Trump is speaking there also. Uh, Recall that Wayne LaPierre uh, gave a totally unhinged press conference after Newtown, uh, in which he basically tripled down on everything they've always said and and demanded that we arm teachers. Yeah. And nothing has changed in in the nearly 10 years. since. And let's be clear, the good guy with the gun argument clearly wasn't working here. There were good guys yeah. with guns in the vicinity of this man who, by the way, outgunned them because he had an he had an MR, AR-15 and they had, you know, handguns. Exactly. And he had body armor and he was suicidal. Right. I mean, the, the idea that you're going to arm a second grade teacher to go up against a guy like that 
when the cops themselves won't take him on is insane. Yeah, I mean, all the cops seem to have done in this situation is hold the parents back who were trying to get into the building. Right. They did a great job of that. Yeah. Uh, and, but they no. Go ahead. Sorry, know, Matt. That's a whole different question as to whether their their conduct stands up to scrutiny, which didn't look doesn't look like it did. But the but it it totally explodes the idea that you can protect schools by either you know closing off all the doors or giving guns to people who are teaching uh, seven year olds. It is it is insane. So so let's let's walk through your history because you've you've got a long history in this. How did you first get involved with uh, the gun movement, the anti gun well, movement, I should say? Yeah, the gun safety movement. Uh, so I had been very interested in it, uh, and then I served in the second uh, term of the Clinton White House. I was uh, the deputy director of intergovernmental affairs, and so I dealt with governors and mayors. And uh, I was in that job when the Columbine massacre happened. And I traveled with President Clinton out to Colorado and was uh, engaged to some extent in working with the governor and others in um, trying to seek some gun safety policy that we could enact after that. And as you may remember in Columbine, uh, one of the things that came out afterwards is that they had a bunch of guns, but one of the guns that the kids that uh, the shooters at Combine had was purchased for them by one of their girlfriends who was only 18, and she bought it at a gun show without going through a background check. Right. She testified that she would not have bought that gun had she been required to go through a background check. So we tried in the Clinton White House to close the gun show loophole. When I left the White House at the very, very end, um, I went and worked at a startup gun control group. I don't recommend that, by the way, as a, as a <laughs> career move, going from the White House to a startup NGO. But uh, we, uh, I worked with uh, one of your former colleagues, um, Jim Kessler, who had come from Senator Schumer's office, and uh, from, with John Cowan, who had been chief of staff to Andrew Cuomo at HUD. And all of us had worked on the gun issue before, and, and we tried to kind of carve out a new path on guns. And we did some good, um, even though it was the Bush years and yep. Republicans yep. Congress. Uh, we worked with John McCain on a bill to try to close the gun show loophole. We got through the Senate, but uh, couldn't get it through the House. Uh, and then we founded Third Way, which is a multi-issue think tank, but we still do guns. And after the Sandy Hook tragedy occurred, uh, the families of Sandy Hook came down to Washington about a month afterward. And I was asked to brief them on gun policy, and I've been engaged with them ever since. Now, you know, I know I mentioned this to you before we got on the air, but I was watching the coverage on CNN uh, on Tuesday. And uh, one of the leaders of Sandy Hook, Nicole, I always forget her last name. Hockley. Hockley. Nicole Hockley. Was on with Anderson Cooper, and she was doing an excellent job explaining, you know, some of the issues to look out for, red flag issues. Uh, with this with this man. And I got extremely upset when Anderson stopped her and said, let me ask you about your son in the middle of the tragedy. She's on it, and you could see her face change and tears come to her. Am I wrong to have been upset by that? No, I mean, I think it's a natural reaction to uh, be upset watching somebody um, asked about something so searingly personal. Right. But I will say this about Nicole, who is a very good friend of mine and uh, who I've known now for a decade and I work with closely. 
Now, Nicole understands that part of her job as the CEO of Sandy Hook Promise is to talk about Dylan right? Um, and, to, and to talk about what happened to him. And, um, and that, on a day-to-day basis, is very difficult. What I will say about this moment, though, is that there has never been, with all the mass shootings we've had in the last nine years, there's been nothing, including Parkland, which was horrible for yep. the families of Newtown. Um, this is a completely different category of pain. For yeah, them. I mean, it's strikingly it is, it similar. Is, it's identical. Yeah. I mean, um, she's, she was transported right back to that horrible scene in the firehouse yep. uh, in, in Newtown. And so um, it is, but she runs a gun safety organization now, and she did hundreds of media interviews. Yeah, she's still, still going. So, I mean, that is part of the mo- the remarkable thing about Santa Hook Promise is that she and Mark Barden uh, and and others um, have managed to turn their unspeakable tragedy into real accomplishment. Well, I think it's excellent that there are people like that willing to do that, and you know, give Nicole Hockley my best. I you know I, I was watching that interview. I was so impressed by her. Even in that moment when I felt, I felt Anderson Cooper was, you know, just being a, an actor at that moment. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to run into him soon and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind about that. <laughs> maybe I won't yeah. now. Uh, maybe it'll be bad for my career, but it was, it was really, it really, really turned me off to him. Where do we go from here? Like what is, you know, you know, this should be an opportunity to change the law. And if we can't do it federally, do we go state to state? Does the Supreme Court screw us out of that, too? I mean, it might. Uh, It's pretty clear Alito uh, thinks that the Heller decision, which was written by Antonin Scalia, and you think that would be farther enough to write to this guy, uh, was uh, too soft that it because it stated that that, uh, you know, with rights come responsibilities and and that no right was absolute, which is a, a bedrock of our constitutional law. Right. Uh, and that the laws currently on the books, at least the federal level, uh, met the standard. But Alito is and Tom, Thomas are absolutely eager to revisit that and, and crank it up higher. And they might. There's a case before them right now yep. involving New York uh, where they might be able to do that. So. There is a risk of that. The problem with state by state is, of course, that, um, I mean, and you saw this in Buffalo, uh, no matter how tough the state laws are, uh, we live in a, in a free country with no borders between states. And so uh, your old boss, Chuck Schumer, uh, and your friend Jim Kessler were writing about this in 1996, yeah. Iron Highway, where uh, guns are sold legally or illegally in some cases in um, states with lax gun laws like Virginia, where I am, and they move uh, up to New York and New Jersey and Massachusetts and are using gun crime. So uh, it's very tough to do this at the state level. Yeah, it is very tough to do this at the state level. And it doesn't seem like Congress. Look, I know everybody's talking right now that uh, Senator Cornyn is involved with something and with Senator Murphy and that maybe we'll get somewhere. Uh, I just I don't see it happening. I just don't. I, I mean, maybe I've lost all hope that it'll ever happen. I just think, and, and it bothers me because I don't understand why these people become senators if they're going to let kids die uh, while they're senators when they can absolutely do something about it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe you have a better perspective than I do on it. Uh, I share your 
perspective. I don't think anything's going to happen. And I thought Chris Murphy's speech on the night of the massacre was a dead on where he, he got down on the floor and he said, well, he went down to the Senate floor and he said to his colleagues, what are we doing? Why yeah. are we here? What, why did you run for the Senate? If, if not to do something in the face of this kind of horror, like this is your job. Right. I sake, do it. Right. And, and there is no evidence that his Republican colleagues are ready to do it. No, in fact, just to the contrary, we see like Marco Rubio tweeting at the NBA saying, why aren't you doing something about China? You're worried about guns in America? Well, they, they are in America. You know, I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> right. It's, it's beyond appalling. They, they, um, they deflect with nonsense about doors and arming teachers and they, change the subject because they're all embarrassed. They know that this country is an insane outlier, that it's preposterous how many murders we have, gun murders we have in this country, how many guns are in private hands compared to everywhere else in the world. They know it, but they, they are too afraid to do anything. Now, is, in your opinion, is there anything at all that can move the ball forward on this issue that has a snowball's chance in hell of getting through the Senate? Probably the only thing uh, that could survive a, a hell-level uh, heat wave is um, a red flag law. Um, actually, this was something that we came up with at Americans for Gun Safety a long time ago, yep. where it extends the ability of families to um, get courts to order guns removed from uh, the custody of somebody who is going through a very difficult mental health crisis. Um, that could be a very effective thing. There are mass shootings in our history, including one in California, uh, probably at Virginia Tech, where had this been in place, um, that might have been averted. But that's a pretty small piece that there's many more things that can and should be done uh, but you know, it's better than nothing. Well, that's all. My wife is a legislator in New York, a County legislator. She passed a red flag law in Suffolk County mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't know if it's done any good here. I think it probably has. I know they've taken away some guns, but I, it does seem to me like, you know, you have a kid like this kid in, in Texas who was known to have cut off the heads of cats. I think that's right. a red flag. <laughs> I think somebody should have not given him well, money like for the gun. He was uh, cutting his face with a knife, apparently, yeah. according to one of his friends. Um, I mean, he was clearly going through a, a you know, in a, in a horrible spiral. And it's not clear that his grandmother or others in his life would have had the wherewithal to use a red flag uh, to, to take his gun away. Right. Since he had just purchased it and it was clearly. But, uh, but one thing I learned uh, after Newtown was you can't always come up with gun safety measures directly that would respond directly to right. something that just happened. Right. And it's similar to 9-11. So the 9-11 families recognized that a whole bunch of the things they, that the commission was going to propose would not have stopped the hijack, right. but would make America safer. And one of the things that the Sandy Hook families did was they immediately accepted that. And they said, right, expanded background checks would not have stopped the shooter in Newtown but it will stop others, and that's good enough. Exactly. Republicans will use the excuse 
this law you're proposing wouldn't have prevented this crime. Even though there's a, a similar gun tragedy that will be affected by that law probably every day in America. How do we overcome that? What about from them? Yeah, it's a it's a great point because it's what they always say. Uh, so would uh, closing loopholes in the background check system have stopped the, the massacre in Texas? No. The guy went through a background check. He passed it uh, because he qualified under law to, to get the gun. But would it have stopped other uh, massacres? Yes, probably very many of them. And so uh, you just have to reject that nonsense that Republicans always come up with, because if we use the same logic to apply to 9-11, we wouldn't have done almost any of the things that we did after the 9-11 commission did its work. And we, we, you know, we set up an entire federal agency yeah. and we moved things around in the federal government and we did dozens and dozens of things that would have had absolutely no impact on Mohammed Atta or the other hijacks. And, and by the way, uh, think about this for a second, Matt. We set up that whole infrastructure for because 2,500 people died. How many, exactly. How many people die every every year from guns in this country? 50,000? 100,000? Yeah, that's uh, right. Where, where, where's the outrage? But it, is, it is a truly unbelievable difference. I mean, we have spent trillions of dollars, trillions, trillions on yeah. the war on terror. And, and we have spent basically nothing in the war against gun violence. I mean, the, the Republicans have blocked efforts to spend any federal dollars studying gun violence. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it is truly one of the greatest gaps in um, harm to federal attention uh, of any in, in American life. I, I, I mean, it just to me, it, it keeps, you know, circling back to they have an excuse for everything and there has been no accountability for them on this. You know, a state like Texas you would think that this would be a bad year for Republicans in Texas between the gun tragedy and their lax gun laws and the fact that people froze to death last winter in Texas because the governor's incompetence in in regulating the energy grid there. You'd think that there'd be some accountability. And, you know, as we look to the future here, you know, what, if any, political consequences can be brought to bear on these people? It's truly remarkable. Uh, the, <clears throat> pardon me, the problem with the politics of guns is that while the vast majority of the electorate is on our side and wants to see sensible gun laws imposed, not restrictions and, and bans and, and, you know, all kinds of super restrictive things, but they want sensible gun safety measures like closing loopholes, raising the age, that kind of thing. The problem is that it is not a voting issue for the people that want the gun safety. measures, And it definitely is a voting issue for people who don't. So, the salience for this uh, is massively higher on the on the NRA side than it is on our side, and that has given Republicans license to side with them. Uh, one interesting fact about the politics of guns, though, is that it, there used to be a whole bunch of Democrats that didn't want to touch guns either, right? Because back in the '90s, when um, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and and Bill Clinton were uh, you know, doing the Brady Act and, the, and especially the assault weapons ban in 94, a whole bunch of Democrats lost their seats as a direct result. The NRA uh, and their allies punished Democrats. Right. We lost Jack Brooks, who was the very powerful chairman of the House Judiciary Committee and a bunch of other people. And 
Democrats were terrified of guns for a long time. Al Gore thinks guns uh, probably killed him in New Hampshire and, and Tennessee in 2000. But that has changed. The Democrats, with almost without exception now, have come over to the notion that, that we need sensible gun safety measures and it won't hurt them politically. But Republicans have not. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I look at polls that say 90 percent of Americans want to see the end to, uh, you know, background check loopholes. They want 90 percent. Sure. So how can 90. closing that loophole <laughs> hurt anybody? If it, You know, how many issues in this country do 90 percent of Americans agree on? I mean, I guess ice cream is good. Like, that's the only other one. I mean, I can't think. Yeah, and, no, I mean, the lactose intolerant would disagree. So yeah, it, but even they like ice cream. They just can't eat it. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, look, I think the problem for Republicans is what they would say is, sure, 90% want this, but it has low salience for them. They're not voting on it. And in my primary, when the right wing nut comes at me from the right, uh, I'm going to lose because the people who vote in that, you know, low turnout primary in March care a lot about guns and the people on the other side aren't going to turn out as a result. Well, look, the primary season's pretty much over, right? You can't you can't get a candidate now. now. And 30 percent of them, you know, 60 percent of them won't have any elections for four to six years. So come on. What are you worried about? You know, get out there, make a decision. I agree. I'm not making excuses. I'm just explaining, I think, what goes on in their head. I think and I think it's not just the NRA anymore. It's the kind of MAGA base yeah. um, that has them scared on a whole bunch of things. Well, I mean, look, even the, like, the, the MAGA base isn't what it used to be either. I mean, just ask Governor Kemp in Georgia or, 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 or Roth, what's his name, Indeed. Raffensperger. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the MAGA base couldn't knock them out. And there was nobody in America who had the ire of Donald Trump more than those two. And, For and, sure. and the MAGA base, I mean, I, I don't think the MAGA base is what it used to be, frankly. If it was, you know, we wouldn't be doing a recount in Pennsylvania. Right. I mean, let's hope not, although they did nominate Mastriano, who is the craziest person running for high office in America. And yeah, uh, their governor's nominee in Pennsylvania. But but look, I think you're right. If a, uh, you know, a, a conservative Republican uh, other than, you know, just Pat Toomey, who's not running for reelection, came out tomorrow and said, look, I've had enough. I'm voting for the Manchin Toomey bill. I do not think that would cost them their seat. But convincing them of that is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything politically you see on the horizon that can be done or that might change this debate that might help move gun control, reasonable gun reform in the right direction? Uh, It's a very hard question to answer. Uh, Look, I think as I noted, the, the politics have shifted in the Democratic Party. Another thing that helped that shift, by the way, is that four Democrats voted no on the Manchin-Toomey bill, the background check bill that uh, we we're doing after Sandy Hook. All four of them are gone from the Senate. One, Senator Baucus, left to be an ambassador, but the other three lost their seats, yep. Meyer and Heitkamp and Begich. And they were all in red states, and they all lost by gigantic margins. Right. And and voting against Manchin Toomey had nothing. It didn't help him at all. Didn't help so him. Think, didn't hurt him. Right. Other Democrats looked at that and said, well, OK, I guess I can do I can vote my conscience now on guns. If that kind of thing were to happen with Republicans, that would help a lot. I just don't see it coming. You know, I mean, we you know, let, let me go back to 1994. I mean, a lot of Democrats lost in 1994. They blamed guns. But I don't, I don't think it was guns, frankly. I think it was, you know. 
Democrats had controlled the Congress for a very long time. Republicans made a very strong case for themselves with the contract with America. Clinton was having a rough time in his first two years. And Democrats were going to lose. It, it, yeah. it happens. You can blame guns. You can blame whatever you want. Al Gore can blame a million things. I, I happen to blame the fact that he didn't campaign with Bill Clinton as why he lost the presidency. Right. Uh, you know, I was working for Chuck at the time. Uh, yeah. We campaigned with Bill Clinton in 98. Didn't hurt him. We campaigned with him. You know, we campaigned with Hillary Clinton in New York. We were all over the place. Uh, and, you know, I, I honestly, uh, you know, so I, I find it hard to believe that it was just the gun issue and Democrats got all spooked for it. Uh, I think the Democrats, you know, liked their NRA ratings, quite frankly, and, and thought, OK, well, here's a way for me to keep my seat forever. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that I, I think that I, I like what Chris Murphy said. There's got to be some courage at some point. You got to be willing to give up your seat for something. Otherwise, why are you there? Exactly. You know, why are you there? I mean, not uh, you got to be willing to do something. I mean, they literally have done nothing. And um, it's been 28 years since Congress took any meaningful steps on gun safety. I mean, for the love of God, how do you turn on the television, watch those parents keening in grief and think to yourself, I'm not doing anything. Well, in the few minutes I have left with you, people listening on the radio and on the podcast, you know, how can they get involved? How can they be part of the movement? Well, there's a number of ways. Um, I will. Uh, I'm a partisan uh, in favor of uh, Sandy Hook Promise, so I will pitch that uh, SandyHookPromise.org uh, at Sandy Hook on Twitter. Uh, Sandy Hook Promise is really interesting. They do gun safety advocacy at the state and federal level, like all the other groups, but they also do a lot of work with school kids to try to teach them to know the signs of kids who are becoming. Uh, disengaged from their classmates and and help kind of intervene and it's it's phenomenal work uh, but there are plenty of other groups as well uh, the biggest uh, and probably the most powerful is called uh, every town for gun safety that's Mike Bloomberg's group and yep. they do amazing work uh, Gabby Giffords has a group uh, the Brady campaign all of them are working uh, diligently and well towards a day when we can do something real on guns. What about students demand action? Is that group still active or? Yeah, I think it has largely been, uh, well, students demand, I think is separate moms man action is part of every town. Got it. Um, so I think if your listener is a mom, moms demand is a great way to get involved and they do all kinds of really cool volunteer stuff. Um, but I would just, you know, check among those groups and, and see if you can find one that, that seems right for you. And Matt, if people want to contact you, how can they find you? Uh, I am at Third Way Matt B on Twitter, or uh, I'm on uh, our thirdway.org is our uh, web address, uh, mbennett at thirdway.org. Well, Matt, it's been great having you on here. I, I wish I could have had you on to talk about a better subject, but there's no better person to talk about this than you. So thanks for joining me. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Buckle up, folks. The Car Pro Show podcast is here to rescue you from the doldrums of everyday life. And you can find it on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast cravings take you. What do we have here, Doctor? Looks like yet another case of the Car Pro Show podcast giddies. Do you concur? I concur. And it's spreading like wildfire. I know, but the podcast is so powerful. Jerry and Kevin dish out all the juicy car news from the Car Pro Friends universe. They review and chat about the latest car lineups from all the big players in the industry. And they take live calls to help steer car buyers in the right direction. It's highly addictive and impossible to shake. Do we alert the press? Are you crazy? If more people discover the Car Pro Show podcast and its cornucopia of car curriculum, this thing will spiral out of control. <laughs> Listen to the Car Pro Show on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast desires take you. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. <laughs> That's Matt Bennett. I hope you enjoyed him. Uh, great stuff. Wish we were talking about better topics. One last thing before I go. First of all, I'm sorry this was late. I was away uh, in Boston for my daughter's soccer tournament, so I didn't record this till Tuesday. A lot of that was from my radio show last week, but uh, always put it together uh, on Monday for Tuesday, but we're doing it today, Tuesday, for also Tuesday, later Tuesday. Of course, you could listen to it whenever you want. That's the beauty of podcasts. But, you know, my last thought, and I know it's been said, I've had it with the good guy with a gun theory. Clearly, highly trained police officers were unwilling to take on this gunman because he was, you know, overpowering them with his AR-15 assault rifles and his body armor. I don't, uh, I don't ever want to hear it again, but yet at the NRA convention last weekend, they were saying it still. It was still being said, oh, if only there were more guns in the schools, if only the teachers were armed. You mean the cops couldn't take this guy down, but if the teachers were armed, everything would have been okay. What's next? Let's arm kindergartners? Let's make sure every kindergartner has a twenty-two in his hand. So that he can easily take out somebody with body armor. What is next? These people are hypocrites. They are ridiculous. Sensible gun reform is supported overwhelmingly by Americans, including American gun owners. But a few extremists block it in Congress. This needs to change. I don't know what else to say. I am tired of doing these shows about guns. I'm tired of people being mauled down in the prime of their life, in their youth, in their infancy by guns in America and us doing nothing about it. You look around the world, we are worst on this. We have led the world in gun deaths forever. Other industrialized countries, they have gun shootings like this and things change. We don't change because a small minority controls the Senate. It's ridiculous. All right. I'm going to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me, but especially people who tell you that nothing can be done to save lives from gun deaths in America. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm.